Hey y'all, it's Livy G. I'm incredibly excited to welcome you back to another EP of the Live Outside the Bubble podcast. Remember, the goal is to provide you with practical and biblical tips for finding your confidence in Christ so you can get outside of your comfort zone. I want to help you all initiate and maintain deeper, more meaningful relationships with those that exist right around you. So, here to help me today is a phenomenal man of God, and let me tell y'all, my guest today is the perfect mix of fun and wisdom. He can definitely beat you in a game of spike ball or can jam, but he also has a compassionate heart and is a terrific example of how to love like Jesus loves. I cannot wait for y'all to get to know him. So, without further ado, I present to you my amazing youth pastor, Logan. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Glad to be here. And no, I cannot beat you in spikeball. <laughs> I will I will beat you in k but I will not beat you in spikeball. Yeah, spikeball might, I spike mean, not oh my gosh, I'm not good at spikeball. Yes. <laughs> all right, so today we'll be talking all about heading into a new season. So, as the school year concludes for a few of us, I think it's important that we reflect over the past year and gain some insight on how to transition into a new year. But before we jump into that, let's learn a little bit about you, Logan. Give us a little insight into your story. How'd you grow up? Um, what are you passionate about? And what inspired you to become a youth pastor? Okay. Um, so I know, I, loaded question. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it's a lot. So um, I grew up in Frankfurt, mm-hmm. so I'm around here. Um, I always tell this to people, and it's true. I grew up a very great church kid, horrible follower of Jesus. Mm. Um, was very much one way at my church, very much another way when I was not at my church. And um, wasn't until I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a group of guys at Liberty University, which is where I went for one semester nice. and one semester only. Right. And while I was there, I did meet three very godly men who poured into me, loved me, and they were the first time, they were my age, first time mm-hmm. I'd ever really seen anybody my age that loved right. Jesus. Yeah. Um, which made me be like, oh, maybe there's actually something to this whole Jesus thing you know for sure and so um from that point forward the lord really like he wouldn't leave me alone and mm. i'm praise god he didn't mm. but he literally just wouldn't leave me alone he just kept pursuing me kept drawing me near to him um so 19 is for my life to jesus um at that point in my life uh music's always been huge in my life so um i my only dream and it always sounds like lame when I say it, but it's true. <laughs> but like my only dream ever was to be a rock star. Yeah. And that's all I worked towards. And so like I was in a band that was being looked at by labels mm-hmm. and we were starting to tour a little bit. And if y'all hear my kids upstairs, I'm sorry <laughs> about that. We're at my house. So <laughs> we'll talk um, about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's all I really want to do with my life. Um, and mm-hmm. right when I surrendered my life to Jesus is when he, as I was in the midst of our band about to take off, and he was like, yeah. you got to get out of this. This lifestyle will kill you. Wow. I'm calling you into ministry. I'm calling you into different life. So, yeah. come on. And so he, so I quit that band, um, worked crossings for um, a summer, mm-hmm. and the Lord, he actually began calling me into worship ministry um, at 16 when I wasn't following Jesus, which yeah. is weird, but that's an, another story. Um, but I started following, pursuing that again at 19, like, okay, I'm going to be a worship pastor. And so youth ministry kind of happened by accident, mm-hmm. um, like a very awesome accident. Yeah. Um, I actually really got involved because I fell in love with student ministry at Crossings mm-hmm. by working with students a whole summer. 
when I got back from crossing is when I met Kayla, my wife, mm-hmm. and um, she was actually like a, just a helper at a D-Now weekend at Hope Church. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was asked by Drew to play bass for that mm-hmm. weekend, which is where I met her. And so I started coming to youth group with her and um, started leading worship for the youth group. And then that's how I got brought into youth ministry is mm-hmm. they asked me to become, be brought on to as the youth pastor when the previous youth pastor wow. left. So yeah. I've been there since 2014. Yeah, I've been doing worship and students for since 2014. Wow, that's so an incredible go. story. And yeah, it's it's an, it's a lot to unpack but it's incredible to see like the faithfulness of God looking back mm-hmm. and i think that's important to note when you're going into a new season look back and see how God has been faithful yeah. in the previous ones absolutely um even when you weren't following Jesus mm-hmm. i mean you still had that desire in your heart yeah and so and i love how you mentioned like the relentless pursuit like yeah. god comes after us he leaves the 99 to find mm-hmm. us the one and that is just so beautiful. It's just a beautiful picture. And so um, you've obviously been through a lot of season, seasons in your life mm-hmm. um, from transitioning into adulthood to getting married, having kids, yeah. right? Yeah. And I definitely want to get into that later. But first, I want to start with this. So a lot of my listeners are stepping into a new season of their life. And by that, I mean college. Mm-hmm. So personally, I'm a senior, right? Mm-hmm. And this year, this uh, this coming semester, I'll be a freshman at college. Mm-hmm. So someone, someone else might be stepping into a new relationship, a new job, or even like you here recently having a child. This can be pretty scary, mm-hmm. right? Stepping into an, the unknown. Um, leaving the comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? So in regards to this, how have you navigated changing seasons in your own life? And what's worked for you? What are a few things that you would suggest to someone who's going through something like that? Um, Well, you know, it's crazy because this is actually what we were going to talk about at Youth Tonight, which is really funny. Really? Um, No way. Yeah, we were talking about (laughs) adjustments is what we are going to talk about. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like when when you read Scripture... What you see is like, there's not one person in scripture who has ever followed the Lord who didn't have to adjust their life. Wow. Like every That's single person. I mean, you look at Noah, you look at David, you look at Jonah, you look at, I mean, literally, I mean, yeah. you look at Jesus who took the ultimate adjustment of leaving heaven and coming to earth Definitely. To, to die, you know? And so, first of all, following Jesus in and of itself is just a life of adjustment. Mm. Um, now, for me personally, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've done that well all the right. time, you know, yeah. like I've, yeah. there have been a lot of different seasons that I did not handle well in my adjustment and I allowed mm-hmm. stress and I allowed a lot of anxiety because it, cause it is stressful and it is, it oh, is, for sure. is hard. Um, here's one of the things I have, I'll say that I have learned though, is right. that for most transitions in life, um, a lot of people wait till they're ready for those to make the transition and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, most transitions you do, you're never gonna be ready for. You for just sure. gotta do it. For sure. Like I was having this conversation yesterday with somebody um, who's married and his wife is talking about wanting kids and he's like, No, I'm just not not sure if I'm ready for that. I'm like, When are you ever gonna be ready for that? <laughs> like you right. will literally never be ready for kids. You yeah. will never be ready to buy a house. You'll never be ready for college. Yeah. Like all that you do can only do so much. It's not until mm-hmm. you get there and you get into the adjustment that you learn to start adjusting. And so, um, 
I mean, that's 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 Abraham. The guy right. said that when God sent out, he had no idea where he was going. No. There's no preparedness. He just had to go. Right. And so um, there's a there's a both a lot of fear and a lot of freedom mm. with that because then that just leaves it open incredible opportunity yeah. to trust mm. and to, and to come to a place of humility where you're stopping like Lord, I don't know what's next and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm terrified. Right. Um, I just know you're with me. Mm. So show me how you're with me and show me what you're doing. And but like, it's okay to be afraid of those transitions. Oh, so yeah. it's it's for like, sure. and it's okay for it to be hard. And it's okay for you to sometimes not handle it well, so long as you mm-hmm. don't sit and you're not handling it well. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so um, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And you know, you're talking about um, Abraham. Like n- nothing that Abraham experienced. It wasn't like anything that had ever happened before. I mean, right. God was calling Abraham specifically, um, and he was going to make a nation out of him. Right. And he called him to leave his home, like hometown mm-hmm. and everything. And it's like, this is unheard of. Yeah. And you know Abraham did not know the next steps. Right. But yet, he was obedient. And right. I think that's something that's so important. It's like... Following Jesus, you're not always going to know what the next step is. Mm-hmm. It's about doing what he's already told you to do. Right. And I think another like another really big key with mm-hmm. transition is doing it with community. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, yeah. like you're never, like you said, like everybody goes through transition right. of some sort at some time. Everybody's done it. Everybody will do it. It's just part of it. Um but like we were, we were created for community. You know, like when mm-hmm. God saw Adam, He said it's not good that He was alone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read in the Gospels, whenever Jesus sends out the apostles to go do work, He never sends them out alone. He always sends them in groups of two. Mm. Um, yes. So like, first off, um, so I think a, a great piece of handling transition well is make sure you're not transitioning by yourself. Mm, that's like, good. Have yes. people in community, one who've been through what you've been through, or who are currently going through. Or even people who've never been through it, but they've been through their own transition mm, of something. Yeah. Um, but people who pray for you, people who can encourage you, and people yeah. that you know can step in and, and lead you and point you to where Jesus is moving in the midst of it. And who will ask you tough questions about what he's doing in, the, sure. in the heart of it and things like that. But but definitely don't do transition alone. Yeah. 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 That's really good. And that's a lot of like what this podcast is about. I mean, the very first episode that we did it was, you know, finding quality yeah. community, right? I mm-hmm. mean, if you have that base of, you know, people praying for you, like you said, and like, I love how you mentioned the different groups, people walking with you, but people who's, who have also been where you've been before. Right. And, you know, are kind of ahead of you in right. the game. Um, but you can learn from them, but you're also like commiserating with people around you, praying right. for them. Um, and that's what a lot what I'm going through right now of just like that transition from high school to college. Mm-hmm. I'm with my people who are also graduating, but right. I'm also um, talking to people who are older and right. being like, "Oh, how did you? Um, how did you navigate this? Um, you know, leaving high school, and, right? You know, yeah. so it's 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 wise to get wisdom, right? Yeah. So, um, but it's also important to have that community that's also actively walking through it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not made to do it by yourself. Exactly. So I also wanted to ask this. So say you're talking to your younger self, right? Think back. 
I know. Crazy. Mm. Um, about like when you were my age or a little younger, a little older, you know, heading into that next step, kind mm-hmm. of uncertain. We don't really know what we're doing. What were your greatest fears concerning the future and how did you overcome them? Or how did you learn? You know, what was that experience like? Um, you know, <laughs> when I was like, when I was your age, I was to be real. One, I was, I was, I was pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was not. Like I said, I wasn't following Jesus mm-hmm. at the time. So a lot of my fears were. It's not like that. I was like afraid of getting a job, or I was afraid of what my future would look like. Right. I was worried about like dumb stuff. Like, yeah. like I was in a relationship with a girl I shouldn't be in a relationship with. Yeah. I was like, I was worried about that. And For sure. I was like, I mean, I think I was even more worried just about like. Man, how am I gonna find restaurants I like at a new place? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just like small yeah. things like that. Um, I don't know. Like if I could go back to my younger self, because um, what's crazy is, like I said, it was nineteen when I turned my life to Jesus. So it was fresh out of high school, and it was only a year out of high school that right. I turned my life to Jesus. And I mean, my whole life became one big transition from that point forward mm-hmm. because. I was like I said, I was on this trajectory. I'm going to be in this band, and we're going to make music, and like that's more what I was afraid. Of. Am I ever going to get to live that dream that right. I wanted? Am yeah. I like I'm going to school to do this, but I don't want to do this. It's more mm-hmm. just to fall back on. Is this actually what I want to do? Is that actually going to work? Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is, the Lord's like, no, it's not. But that's because I got something better. Right? Um, yeah. It's nothing thing. you have planned. Yes. And so, um, you know, one of the beautiful things that um, I guess I've learned through my time of life is like I can. It's, it's in Proverbs. I can't remember where it is, but, you know, mm-hmm. like, man plans his steps, but but God directs yeah. his path, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I plan what, just something like that. Like, I can plan everything, but, like, Jesus is a great plan disruptor and, mm. and a great plan maker. Yes. And so, yeah. um, if I could go back to my younger self, I, I would probably just look at me and be like, one, quit being stupid. <laughs> like stop stop trying to live for you and like tr- yeah. like first off go to Jesus is what I would tell you if I was your age for sure yeah, yeah like if I could talk to me at your age I'd be like first off just go to Jesus yeah um, but then second off I'd be like make your plans but like be ready for them to not happen mm-hmm. and and be okay with that yeah because yeah. if I'm following the plans that the Lord is laying out for me then whatever plan He's got is gonna be infinitely greater than whatever plan I have you know because mm-hmm. I, I tell. I think I said this to youth one night, but I've gotten asked gotten asked to speak at Baccalaureates before. Mm-hmm. And I sure tell all these seniors, all these people who are going in this major transition, they're being told all the time, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. And I sure go up there and I'm like, that's the worst advice anybody can ever yeah, give the you. Because the heart's deceitful. Like the things yeah. you want um, can ultimately destroy you. Right. Um, and it's like, it's, that's such bad advice. You know, my heart craves things all the time that I don't need to crave. Right. And especially in a, you're all like your peer transition going mm-hmm. from high school to college. There are all kinds of things the heart wants to crave sure. that have nothing to do with the Lord and that have nothing to do with following his plan. Um, and I say, well, and like, well, what if I want to be a part of a campus ministry? I'm like, well, that's God's heart. That's not yours. Right. That's God's heart in you. Yeah. You know that that's the new heart that He's given mm-hmm. you. Um, but your fleshly self, you know, I, yeah, I, I go back and tell myself, one, quit worrying about stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Two, be ready to have your plans disrupted and mm-hmm. be okay with that. That's good. Um, because trust that 
like I said, the great the G is the great plan disruptor is also the great plan maker. So yeah. whatever whatever he disrupts, he's gonna replace with something better. Yeah. So and honestly, like God writes the best love stories with himself, right? He does. Absolutely. And he like it's so like I've only lived for eighteen years, but it's so cool to like look back on my mm-hmm. life and see the different like relationships um and friendships that I've made. And just see, like, the evidence of God, even if it ended up not working out, of yeah. just just seeing how I've learned. Because you grow what you grow, go mm-hmm. through, right? And so it's so cool to see, like, even though um, in your own life of, like, even though it didn't work out with that one girl, you have, I mean, a beautiful wife and kids, right? Yes, I do. And so, yes, I do. And so it worked out because you were willing to have your plans disrupted. Yeah. And, and sometimes, like, and I wanted to want that to come across as like, as soon as you get to college, he's just going to take every like major and be like, ah, you're not doing this. Right, 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 you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But it, it very well could be like. Like, you're going in for engineering, yeah, you yeah. know, and maybe you have your plan of what that looks like. And he'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to take your engineering and I'm going to use it over here in Honduras to build mm. housing for these people. Or I'm going to use it over here in parts of eastern Kentucky to rebuild things that were lost in the floods, yeah. you know. Like, I have no idea what it could look like, you know, and it's um, whatever that could be. It, it could take exactly – he's – it's just that he takes whatever plan you have and he makes it his. Mm, Which sometimes good. could be he cuts it off completely. Yeah, yeah. But then other times it's just like, oh, yeah, I got your plan, but I'm going to yeah. take, but like, you're not my, like, I'm not your co pilot, I'm the pilot, and mm. I'm going to steer you. So, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is all about like getting outside your comfort zone and stuff. Right. Like, that goes perfectly with it because, like, don't be afraid. Like, yeah, it's good to have plans. And, like, that verse mentioned, you know, man may make their own plans, but the Lord determines their steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so, like, like you said, it is freeing, mm-hmm. um, even though you have to trust. But it, that's, the, I mean, that's exactly what he wants us to do. Right. Right. He wants us to trust in right. him. He wants us to rely on him. Right. If we, if we had it all figured out, then we wouldn't need him right. anymore. Well, and it's, you know, we, we say all the time at Hope Church, you know, we can think that a mark of maturity and growing in Christ is growing to a point where you don't need him. That's immaturity. Mm. Maturity is growing to where you need him more and more every day. That's good. Um, like, I, I, I'll often pray that God make me needy today. Yes. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And so especially in periods of transition, like, you, you need him. And that's maturity. It's not immaturity. Mm-hmm. That's more mature. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And he puts these desires in us, right. you know, um, to, you know, go and do these things. But it's important to remember that he's truly the one who's doing it through us. Like, Correct. you know, with Moses and he's like, well, who am I to go right. you know, free the Israelites? And, it's, and God was like, it's not who you are. Right. I am who I am. Right. right. And so even though he, you know, wasn't capable by the words, world standards, why are we measuring ourselves by the world's standards, yeah. right? Like well, one of the beautiful things too about Moses that I think people and I think this actually goes along really well with what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, because what's crazy is actually by the world's standard, Moses was the perfect person. Because really? he grew up through mm. the house of Pharaoh. Yeah. Like he grew up in Pharaoh's home. He knew the politics. He knew mm-hmm. the war strategies. He knew like he was actually even though he wasn't a great speaker, he was tailor made for this job. Right. But 
it's actually the tailor-made things that God completely ignores. And when yeah. he says, like, who am I? God could have said, look, you grew up through the house right. of Pharaoh. You, he could have said that, but all he says, I'm with you. Yeah. And so, like, the gifts, the talents, and all these things and the desires that he gives us, yes. Like, he wants us to foster those. And he wants us to go to school for those. And he wants us to grow in those. For sure. um, but ultimately, the qualification becomes, I'm with you. Right, and that's yeah. ultimately where the like in the tr- season of transition. Um, that's ultimately the, the the promise is I'm with you, mm-hmm. like everything you go do, I'm with you, and yeah. no matter how qualified you become for your job, I'm with you, and that's your qualification. And so like that that's one of the things people actually you know we forget about Moses. Why it's like no he was he was tailor made for that job, yeah. but um, but it wasn't his tailor madeness. Mm. That made him capable. It was the presence of God with that's him. Good. Yeah, so. that's really good. Um, I kind of wanted to transition. So I've been yeah. having conversations with my friends concerning like uncertainty, and you know, yet also like how exciting it is jumping into a new season. Um, and a common theme keeps coming up about God's will, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we all, regardless of if you're a Christian or not, want to live a fulfilling life, Mm -hmm. right? You know, we all know that this life is short. Um, We all desire to be truly known and fully loved. But I think there's a lot of anxiety surrounding, like, the subject of purpose, you know, like, how are we going to choose right now what, you know, the next 10 years will be like, Mm -hmm. Um, like, oh my gosh, I'm 18, I'm heading off to college, you know. It's that reality of, I have no clue what I want to do. Right. Um, And you feel the pressure to choose right now what the next 10, 20, 30 years are going to look like. So what would you say to that person that is concerned about, like, making the most of this life and really wants to? But, you know, it's that original question of, like, how do I know God's will for my life? And I think we've talked a little bit about this already of just, like, what desires he's put in us. But, Mm -hmm. like, what would... what would you say to that person? That, that person. Um, well, first off, when it comes to purpose, mm-hmm. you know, um, the first and foremost thing I would say there is, if you're in Christ, your purpose is child of God. Mm, yeah. Like that. That's got to get established because, like, like you said, in this period of transition, that is the big question. You know, okay, well then, what's what's God's will for me? What's right. my purpose? What am I? All those things eventually get wrapped up in what we're about to go do rather than who we already are. Ooh, that's good. And so um, I think the the biggest piece of advice that is like, well, first off, you need to reconcile who you are in Christ, and there's your purpose. That's good. Purpose is I'm a child, I'm a son, I'm a daughter of of a living God. Right. A a royal priesthood, you know, as Peter Mm -hmm. says, you know, I'm I'm a holy nation, I'm a royal priesthood that may declare the excellencies of his marvelous light. Yeah. Um, That's ultimately your purpose. Is, is to declare the excellencies of this marvelous light. Mm-hmm. The job you get, the career you go after, all those things do is meant to serve that purpose. Mm, that's good. Your purpose is not wrapped up in your job. You're like, mm-hmm. It's what I say to you guys at youth sometimes. You know, like Even when you go to school, like you don't go to school to get an education. You go to school to proclaim Jesus. You just happen to get an education right, while you're there. Right. And so like when you go to college, you're not going to college to find your purpose. You're going as one who already has purpose. Has purpose. Yeah, you just get good. happen to get an education mm-hmm. to help develop the purpose God has already placed in you the moment you surrendered your life to Jesus. Yeah. And um, for those who are outside of Christ, I mean, the, the answer for me, your purpose is, well, you need to get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
like no one's purpose is ever going to be found in what they do Mm, because things you do is going to change all the time your career cannot be who you are right because a career is fickle and it can fall away immediately and so like how good you do how quickly you make these decisions none of these things get purpose Mm. and i say that to a lot of our seniors like you you will never find your purpose that way Mm -hmm. purpose is found the moment you submit your life to the Lordship of Christ. And the moment you are His and you become a child, you become a son and daughter, That's then cool. your purpose is one singular purpose, and that is live with Him, love Him, and proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's your whole purpose. Now, how you do that will then matter with the career you choose and right. the things you do. Right. But every single thing you do from that point forward, even be it marriage, kids, mm-hmm. career, all of that is to serve that purpose right and i think it's also important to mention like when that is your purpose when you come to christ you can do that right now you don't have to wait until you graduate you don't have to wait till you get to a certain age like i think oftentimes people my age who you know want to follow jesus but like they're not sure how and they're like well i'm too young anyways Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of like a cop-out yeah in a way but I mean, just the the fruit that comes from young people living for Christ is mm-hmm. amazing. Well, that's, I mean, that was, that's the whole reason why I came to Jesus, because people my age yeah. live like Jesus, yeah. and I saw it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and I mean, I, th- I just think, even when it comes to, like, you ask, like, how do I know God's will? I mean, God's will, honestly, is not hard. It's really not. His will is believe in Him mm-hmm. and proclaim Him. That's his whole will for your life. Now, what that looks like it is completely different for every single person. But when you just get wrapped up in, okay, if that if that's what I'm going out to do, then there's great freedom in getting to choose different things. I believe he gives us freedom of choice to choose different career paths and to choose different yeah. things like that. And he's like, okay, as long as you go with the right purpose. Right. Which is not to make right. a lot of money. It's not to have this influence. It's not to have this great job. But it's to do my will, which is to proclaim the excellencies of Him right. who brought us in marvelous light. Yeah, and, so, and to love other people to love as well, other people with, right? Yeah, and I think that's so cool that you know whatever job that we get or whatever you know wherever we go, mm-hmm. we can love God and love right. people, and that's I mean I feel like personally I've been called a lot to love the people around me where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a unique situation here, um, especially in high school, of like you have all these kids who are required to be there, by the Mm way, um, that you may never see again in your life after you graduate. You have such a unique opportunity to reach the lost, to reach the people who grew up in broken homes, to reach those who are lonely, those who are depressed, you know? And they're right they could be sitting right next to you, right? right? And I think if we would just look up every once in a while and be Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, they seem a little like off today. And even though I've never talked to them before, I might just go, you know, go check up on them or something. So it's just like, I think, especially when you come to Christ and you, I feel like you, you look up more, you notice Mm -hmm. things more that maybe you didn't before. So, it gives, it gives you yeah. eyes to see. And, yeah, you know, for sure. And, you know, along with that, I remember, so like one of my really good friends, he was working at a church a couple of years ago, and he got let go from this church, and he mm-hmm. started working just at like a coffee shop place, and he was 
tell me about like, man, like I just don't, he's like, it's just weird not having ministry anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just like stopped him. I was like, what do you mean you don't have ministry anymore? Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, how many lost people did you come in contact with sitting in your office at a church? Mm-hmm. And he's like, hardly any. I was like, now yeah. how many lost people do you come around every day at your job? And he's like, a ton. I'm like, dude, you have a bigger ministry than For you ever sure. did. sure. Yeah. Like, I'm in full-time ministry, but I don't have near the mission field that my wife does working at a high school. Oh, for sure. Like, I just don't, you know? And, like, she's constantly around lost kids, and she's constantly around lost people. I'm not. I'm always in a church office with a bunch of other church people (laughs) who work at a church and who love Jesus. And so if people would understand, like, like where you are, like, God's, like, if you go with a purpose of Mm. bringing the kingdom of God to where you are, then, Mm. like, then you're in His will. Yeah. Like that's he's, what is the will of God? Well, to proclaim the excellencies of Jesus. Right. Like just just go do it. You know, yeah. it's it's not complicated. It, it's really not. You know, how we do that? I mean, yes, I think we should pray, and I think we should ask the Lord and His guidance sure. in those decisions. And I believe that He gives us those answers. And mm-hmm. I believe He does that through His Word. He do does that through community. Correct. We already talked about you know like people who see and notice those gifts and those talents and mm. those things and yeah. give you that push and give you resources and help you do that. I believe he communicates that through his church. I believe he communicates that just through the presence of his Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, like knowing the will of God, is just, it's not as hard as people think it is. I mean, yeah. it's just like where you go, you go as a sent person. Yeah, I love that. And you say that a lot at <laughs> yeah. youth. And it's, it's truly, it is true. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned community. And that goes along with like, how, how do I know God's will for my life? Well, number one's right here, you know, right mm-hmm. now, rule and reign over our life right now. Absolutely. The kingdom is here. Um, but number two, get community around you that will recognize that in you. Because right. there are some things that you can't see, but someone oh, else sees in you and you're like, and they're like, wow, absolutely. you know, you really have a gift for serving others, Right. you know, and something you may have never thought about before. Mm-hmm. You have someone who loves you, yeah. who is looking out for you and, you know, sees the best in you and it's like hey you have this gift and you're like oh right no wait a second how right. can i use this and it that's why community again is so important absolutely so absolutely yeah awesome i did want to um share a bible verse for someone who's maybe anxious about um you know their purpose mm-hmm. and it's philippians 4 6 through 7 it says don't worry about anything ex- instead pray about everything mm-hmm. tell god what you need and thank him for all he has done. Mm-hmm. Then you will experience God's peace, which surpasses all understanding. Mm. This peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Mm. So anyone who's you know worried about, oh my gosh, you know, what what does the future hold? Tell God mm-hmm. first of all, like he's not scared. He already knows. Right. He already knows what you're going through, and he's he's helped so many people through this before Mm -hmm. so what makes you think that he can't help you well and one of the so that's one of my favorite verses ever me it's a life verse for me anyway philippians 4 6 and 7 i love that but one of the things that is really important to notice too about that verse is that when he says don't be anxious about anything but pray about everything and make your supplications known to god it -hmm. never once says he'll give you what you're praying for Mm -hmm. it just says it gives you peace about what you're praying for um it's important it's huge, you yeah. know, because yeah. that goes back to, well, I could be the plane disruptor. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be plan- like praying for this and I could hear you, but my answer to you could be no. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be peace mm. because that's really what you're after. 
I mean, you think right. about transition, what you're really after is peace. Mm, that's so And the true. uncertainty. Um, and not only is it true that God already knows what you need, but it's also true that God's already there. Mm. Like, you got to realize, before you go to college, Jesus is already on that campus. Mm. Like, he's, he's already laying out the foundation of what he wants to do in your life. And that's where the that's peace so comes from. And so... Um, Again, it's just a beautiful freedom in that, like, you know, I might not get what I pray for, but what I will get is what I need, mm. which is his peace. That's good. About where he's taking me. So, yeah. Yeah. And we can also talk about, like, how important gratitude is mm-hmm. and through all of that. Oh, absolutely. Even when you don't get what you want. And I can look back, too, and things I prayed for that I didn't get, and I was like, God, thank yeah. you for not giving right. me that. You know? Well, uh, again, my whole career trajectory for me was being in this for rock sure. and roll band that yeah. recorded and toured and did all these things. And there's there's always the enemy who always wants to bring that back up in me, like oh, especially sure, yeah. when I see friends of mine who are living that. Mm-hmm. And I do have friends of mine that are living that. I, mean, I got friends that tour around the nation with humongous bands. Right. Um, like close friends of mine that do that. It's really easy for me to be like, I wanted yeah, that. That's what I yeah, wanted. Yeah. And, and then the Lord always in those moments is just, every single time I get to that point, the Lord always brings me back to the street corner that I turned in my life to Jesus with. Mm. And he's always like, look at what you've got. Look at where I've placed you. Yeah. If, if you were there, you'd be miserable. And you wouldn't be touching the lives that you're yeah, touching I wouldn't now. be. And, you wouldn't. And I can make up excuses in my mind all the time. He'd be like, oh, no, I could still use this platform or anything. But mm. the Lord's like, but you wouldn't because I took you out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I brought you out of that for a reason. He always reminds me that. And so um, I still struggle with that. And I still have to oh, find yeah, moments sure. of contentment with where I am and stuff. And, yeah. But, um, but, it's, but it's always amazing in those moments where I can feel disappointed that I didn't get what I prayed for. Mm-hmm. That that peace that surpasses understanding just hits. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm exactly where God called me to be. Yeah. And I know if I was anywhere other than here, my life would not be half as fulfilled as right. it is. So. And there's no better feeling than knowing you're in the will of God. Correct. Correct. So, and that perfect peace really does transcend yeah. all understanding. Oh, it does. Absolutely. It makes no sense, but it's... Oh, no. But and, it's there. Yeah. I love how you mentioned, you know, your close friends who, like, seem to be living what was your dream. Yeah. And I wanted to ask this because I get a lot of um, questions about this myself of how do we celebrate with others in their victories and them living their dreams without comparing or wishing that you were them, yeah. you know? Um, you know, I wish there could be just like a magic, here's what you do, and then right. you know, but that's just right. that's not the case. Yeah. Um, as long as we live in the flesh, there's going to be that temptation, For you sure. know? Um, I would say the best way to celebrate other people's victories is to first off rest in the own victories of your of your own life that Christ mm. has given you. Yeah. Um, That's good. Because like I said, there's there are people in my life that, I mean, yeah, they absolutely live the life I always wanted. Mm. But then I celebrate the victories that Christ has brought in my life that I know mm. would not have come had I been living that life. For which sure. then gives me the freedom to celebrate their victories with them and for them. Right. Um, you know, and it's... And again, it's, it's uh, there's no magic formula to that, and there's no right. just hey, say this prayer, and then you'll be good. Right. You know, it's it can be hard. It can it's be a, really hard. Struggle, yeah. It can be really hard, especially when, um, especially when it seems like everything they have is going right for them, and everything that you've got is not going the way you planned. Yeah. Um, but again, celebrate the victories that you've already seen in your life. Yeah. 
that the Lord has brought about in your own life, I think one, that's huge. But then two, I would, I, I think you have to stop and ask yourself by what, by what standard am I measuring victory? Mm, yeah. Because if their victories, well, they have the career that I wanted, or their victories, they right. get the fame that I wanted. If they're, right. if they're victories that they have, well, then they don't have victories; they just have things. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like victory is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's that's what the scripture. Like victory is in Jesus. You know, those are great achievements. Those are great accomplishments, right. and I want to take away from that. But like victory itself is in Christ and in Christ alone, right. and so I have to. I, I think you have to reorient. You know, if if that's what I consider to be victory in my life, then that's a very minuscule victory compared to having the peace that surpasses understanding, right. yeah. and having and walking in fellowship with the Father and seeing people close to me experience the kingdom of God in ways they wouldn't right. have if I were doing that. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. For so sure. I think even just stop and measure. Okay, well then, what exactly? Um, what what am I calling victory here? Right. And is this the victory that God wants for me or is this just the victory that I wanted for me? Right. You and know? the cool thing about, you know, living in Christ is he, rede- he redefines everything. Right. And it's no longer what the world counts as victory or success. Right. right? Exactly. It's... It's completely redefined once you are in Christ. And it's yeah. it's so beautiful um, because you can be completely content and yet by the world's standards have nothing at all. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I absolutely love, I love that. And, you know, when you see other people living, quote unquote, the dream or, you know, you see on social media, like they're living what you think is the best that may not be true they may not have that inner right. peace you know well, and, that and you that's have. the thing like the, like i said those things should just be that they're things right they don't fill the void no and, and i mean there's a reason why you see like always something to be cheesy but I always go back to tom brady as an example <laughs> yeah because tom brady himself has said i don't know how many times like i can't stop Mm, well, there's yeah. a reason why he can't stop because he's got how many rings and still he's still not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're at the end of the day. You know, it's gonna sound morbid, but whatever. But like at the end of the day, he's gonna die one day, mm-hmm. and those rings ain't gonna mean nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Like they, they, <clears throat> they will mean nothing to him at that point. For sure. Um, the only thing that will matter at that moment is if he knew Jesus. Mm. That will be the only thing that matters. Yeah. The only thing that matters is if he had the victory he actually needed. So, yeah. Yeah, and it all goes back to priorities. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do? You wake up in the morning saying, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna live for Christ today," or do you wake up and immediately, you know, right. check your phone, get distracted? Right. I mean, that's a huge thing that we can talk about too. Is like yeah. distraction. Well, man, and it's there's like I said, there's no easy way to do it. I mean, right. I, mean yeah, I, yeah. I wish I could sit here and say that I, every time I see those friends, I'm like, gosh, I'm so happy for them. They're, no, there's times <laughs> right. my flesh, no, I'm yeah. like, dang it, you and know, that's and real. it is real, and, and, it's, and real. it's you know the the enemy does that in me. He does that in me mm-hmm. a lot, and and I have to take those thoughts captive to yeah. Christ, and I've yeah. got to sit and I've got to process and i mean i've had conversations with with kayla about that and just yeah. like gosh i wish i had this and yeah she's like like what what, what are you missing yeah. by not having that like look at what you do have and i'm like dang you're right you know yeah. and just which is why i'm very grateful for my wife yeah so she does that a lot speaking of that yes um i wanted to switch now to relationships and talk a little about that 
Um, what would you say is your best piece of advice for those who are single or even about to step into a relationship about honoring your future spouse? So, like, what have you learned from your experience in marriage? Um, I would say that, and this is going to go kind of back to purpose, mm-hmm. um, your identity is not found in another person. Mm, that's so good. Um, it's found in a God who created you and loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, that he, like for a lot of single people, there's there's a very real lack of, um, mm-hmm. like, if I'm not in a relationship, then I don't feel complete. And I don't right. feel whole. And like, I don't want to take that lightly because that, that that's, that's very damaging for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. One of the things I would remind them is that the most fulfilled person that ever lived was single. His Amen. name is Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and um, there's a there's, yeah. there's a beauty in singleness, and um, sure, and it's singleness in and of itself is considered to be a gift in Scripture. Definitely. And so, for one thing, I say, well, if you're honoring your future spouse, for some people, the the, the reality is, well, there may not be a future spouse. Mm-hmm. But if you're in Christ, you do have a future spouse. Yeah. You have a bridegroom named yeah, Jesus, and you are the bride. And one day, you're going to meet. And you're going to come together. And so, like, rejoice in that and rejoice in the fact that Jesus is with you. Now, that that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Right. But it does mean that it is possible. Um, As far as honoring your future spouse, you know, uh, someone said, like, in in Colossians, Colossians 1, it talks about the preeminence of Jesus, meaning that Mm -hmm. he is first in everything. And I heard uh, a pastor, it was uh, Matt Chandler, actually, mm-hmm. I was listening to Matt Chandler, yeah. and he said this, and I was like, dang, that's good, but I want to give him credit, it was not yeah. me, I wish it was me, <laughs> gosh, I wish I, so, yeah. so good. But he talks about, like, when you talk about Jesus being first in your priority list, that doesn't mean he's at the top of the list, that means he's the paper your list is written on. Ooh. And I was like, dang, that's so that's good. That's so good. And so, like, when it comes to honoring your future spouse, like... I've got to count, make sure that I'm last in my family mm. and that Jesus isn't just first in my family, but that he is the foundation my mm. whole family's built on. Yeah. Um, and so even with dating, even with um, singleness, even with anything like, yeah. like it, it can sound cliche, but it's true. Like he, he has to be the foundation. He has to be what you're built on. Mm. And he is the paper your entire list is written on. Right. And um, I know the days that I don't love Jesus well, I don't love my wife well. Mm, that part. Um, that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, no. day, the days I don't love Jesus well are the days I don't love my kids well. Mm, yeah. um, the days where I try to love my wife well but don't love Jesus well, I still don't love my wife yeah. well. Yeah. Um, it, it's When I love Jesus well, my family benefits. Mm. And... Um, when I don't love Jesus well, my family suffers. Mm. And so I say that with any relationship. Yes. With any relationship. Jesus is the paper you're, that, the, that, the, that the whole list is written on. You know, yeah. he, he is the foundation of that. You love Jesus well, you love other people well. There's That's a reason so why the first commandment is love God. Yeah. With all your heart, soul, mind, strength. And the second is to love others like yourself. You cannot do the second without doing the first. Right. And so right. that's just across the board in any mm-hmm. relationship. So I would say, yeah, For first off, for single people, like, yeah, the pain's real in that. And I get that. Um, it's very real. But your identity, your fulfillment 
needs to be in Christ himself who considers and tells us that singleness in and of itself is a gift. Yeah. I mean, you look at like Peter and Paul, and yeah. you know, all Peter's people. actually married. Well, uh, I guess Paul. Yeah, but yes, Sorry. Paul. Yes, uh, the P yes, names. Paul. Yes, the P names. Um, <laughs> I think there are several other apostles who who die without spouses. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, but but for those who are in relationship or you know pursuing relationship or who already think about marriage, like if you don't love Jesus well, you cannot love your other. Your, well, yeah, your first, significant other. First John four, it's like we love because because he loved us. Yeah, he first loved yeah. us. Yeah. So it's like if we're not built on that foundation of love, right? Then you know how can we ever love somebody else? Right. And that's also in like friendship context as well. It is like. I I know on the days that I'm closest to God, I'm better. I'm more loving to my friends. No, absolutely. So it's absolutely. it's definitely like everything that you said was so true, and we have to build every relationship on that. You know, yeah, that uh, foundation of Christ. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, one thing, one quote that I did hear that I just wanted to insert here. Um, it says. If you don't care for here, so like where you're currently at, mm-hmm. God cannot trust you there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's stewarding well the time, the relationships, um, the resources mm-hmm. that you've been given here so that God can use you in the future. And I just want to say real quick, looking back on my life, mm-hmm. I can see why I've been chosen to do something like this podcast. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm inherently good at it, mm-hmm. although I do I I do have a natural gift, mm-hmm. but because of the way God prepared me yeah. before. Absolutely. Because I can just see like I used to be so discouraged because everyone around me was doing crazy stuff Mm -hmm. like you know not as mature in christ like Mm -hmm. yeah i had you know godly friends and whatnot but a lot of them weren't my age they were older Mm -hmm. and you know i hung around with a bunch of old people all the time no problem and which no there isn't and i see now like why (coughs) why i did that or like why i felt even though i did feel alone in that moment i can see everything building up like the habits that I established and you know when COVID started and everything mm-hmm. that I would have never have, have established otherwise yeah. that helped me those Bible verses that I memorized two years ago mm-hmm. two three years ago I still know them today yeah. and I can quote them for you know not without having a Bible in front of me for a podcast because I learned them before. Right. And so it's all about looking back and seeing the faithfulness of God mm-hmm. in my own life to bring me to where I am today. Yeah. And being faithful then. And I'm not saying that, you know, I've always like, oh yeah, I've got a you know, <laughs> right. Bible app streak of, you know, right. two thousand days or you know, something like that. Right. But, you know, it's just Doing the best you can with what he's given you and trusting him with the rest. Yeah. I mean, this is stewardship. Yeah. Steward, steward what he gives you. Um, if you don't, then that's almost insulting to the Lord because he gave that to you for a reason. Indeed. And for me to be like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a spit in the face of God. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know I made you with this and I made you for this. So use it and use yeah. it well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
that was just some some final thoughts that I had as yeah. as far as like pursuing purpose. We talked about will of God. We talked about you know new seasons. Do you have any last pieces of advice or just things that you want to share with the listeners that you think would serve them well as they step into new things? Um, so I'm weirdly gonna gonna go to the Book of Numbers. Okay. Um, because the Book of Numbers is a weird book. Let's go. And it's one of those books that, like, when you read it, it's like, gosh, can you just be over already? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, it really is. But oh my gosh, the beauty, yes. <laughs> the, the beauty of Scripture is that even in those moments, like, Jesus shines. Oh, for sure. And so, um, I think it was Numbers 34, if I can remember correctly. I just read it the other day. Um, the whole chapter is recounting Israel's journey up to this point, mm-hmm. all the way from the Dead Sea up into, or, you know, leaving Egypt yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. where they are. And it's just name after name after name of place after place. Can't read half of them, can't pronounce right. half of them. Right. But, like, every single place, and here's what the Lord really put in me as I was reading this, is every single place that's mentioned there had a story. Mm-hmm. It was a story that God brought them to this place that he brought them out of this place to get them to this next place. Mm-hmm. There's stories of both the people's faithfulness to God and their complete lack of faith mm, towards yeah. God. And yet God is still bringing them forward. Um, and it's so important that before they enter the promised land, God's like, before you can even walk into these, this land, I promise you, look back on what I've done. Mm. Look back on how where I've taken you. Write it down. That's good. Um yeah. Like, essentially, like make a roadmap yeah. of where I've taken you. Wow. And so that's something that I personally have actually done in my <laughs> life. Is like, I can I can literally, when I think back to when I know the Lord was truly, like, just grabbing hold of me and pursuing yeah. me, um, I, can, I can pinpoint almost like a map, key moments, where this is where God shined forth so that He could take me to the next step. And sometimes I have to go back to those moments. And like I said, I surrendered my life at 19. And I did it on a street corner. It was weirdly after a girl broke up with me. <laughs> um, it was very odd, you know, because she told me I was too Christian for her, wow. which was funny because I wasn't really a Christian yet. But I was pursuing, and the Lord was drawing me. Yeah. And so I went for a walk after she broke up with me, and it was literally on the street corner of Equestrian Way in Silver Lake Boulevard in Frankfort, Kentucky, mm-hmm. that the Lord was like, listen, this is, I mean, he gave me, he gave me a Romans one moment where mm-hmm. he's like, I'm either, you're either going to follow me now or I'm going to give you up wow. to follow after your own desires. Wow. And he's like, you know, I'm giving you that choice right here, right mm-hmm. now, but this, like, this is your choice. This is Chris. your moment. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm yours. Um, mm-hmm. He takes me back to that moment all the time. I mean, all the time. That yeah. was my Dead Sea moment. You know, mm-hmm. that was my Red Sea moment. That was yeah. my... You know, that, that, and then he shows me just point after point after point after point. Um, every place he's taken me has a story. That's so good. And so um, I would say if you're wondering what's next, before you look forward, look back. Yeah. And at every place you're at, remember there's a story. Yes. And remember that it's God's story. It's not your story. Mm. It's his story of his faithfulness in your life. Most of the time, we were we were faithless in those in those stories. Right. But he's never once been faithless to us. And so mm. look back. Look at those places that he's been faithful. And, like, see if you can find a reason to not trust him with the next step. Because you won't be able to. That's so good. So there you go. That's so good. That was awesome. Yeah. And I, and I encourage you guys, seriously, like, there is power in writing stuff down, especially oh, like, like 
I've gotten into a habit this year of like writing down five things I'm grateful for and be as specific yeah, as possible. Yeah. Like just to see, you know, the faithfulness of God and yeah. like, you know, be thankful for all that he's done Absolutely. for me because there is so much to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that, you know, you can, you compared it to like a roadmap. Yeah. Like you can just see he's brought me from here brought me to here right you know and he's never once you know let me down right even when in the moments when i did when i was faithless he's faithful Mm -hmm. because that's who he is right and so that that's so good and i think the listeners will really 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 get something out of this um so yeah thank you so much for being on i really appreciate it absolutely i mean it's been a long time coming but we finally did it finally got it yeah after a few uh technical difficulties that's fine (laughs) but yeah we're good it's it's awesome and i again i just want to encourage you guys like don't be afraid to trust god with your next step because Mm -hmm. he's 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 never let you down yeah and he'll never fail you yet so um Yeah, thanks again for being on, and I'll catch y'all next time. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to the Live Outside the Bubble podcast. If you found this useful and encouraging, please help us out by leaving a rating or review. Also, if this episode made an impact, feel free to share this with a friend. Join me and countless others on the path to a life better lived within God's will and outside of your comfort zone. I'm incredibly grateful for each and every one of you listening. You're more than a listener, but a friend. I encourage you guys to reach out if you have any questions or suggestions on how I can serve you guys better in the future. I love y'all so much. Go out and be a light.